It's time for your dose of malarkey. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Malarkey Adventures with Jack and Shelly. My name is Jack. And I'm Shelly. And I believe we're on episode 12. And on this episode, as we mentioned in our previous podcast, we're going to be doing a movie review on the Out of Towners. Now, this is going to be the 1970s editions with Jack Lemon and Sandy Dennis. You don't want to miss out on this exciting podcast episode. Make sure to grab your friends and your family members and let them know to come, come get, get your, your dose, dose of malarkey. malarkey. Quincy Jones, play that happy tune. <laughs> Shout out to Quincy Jones for that lovely tune from Out of Towners. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in on this episode of the Malarkey Adventures. Uh, I got to be honest, when it comes to myself and Shelly, we've been very busy for the past few weeks. So we have to sincerely apologize for not coming out with a podcast sooner rather than later. Um, I know it's been quite busy for us, Shelly, but... I, I want to just say there has been one good thing that has come out within the past few weeks. We got new bikes. We got new bikes. Yes. <laughs> we were inspired by our trip from Boston. And what we were able to do was, hey, you know what? We're just going to go shop around. We're going to get some bikes. And we're going to ride around and really make the most of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we found a couple of nice pair. I, I forgot the brand of the bikes. It started with an Mish. Uh, I think it's like Nishiki. Nishiki is like a Japanese brand. It's a Japanese brand, but yeah. we got a good deal over at Dick's Sporting Goods. Thank mm-hmm. you. Shout out. And um, you know, we were able to get a, a very nice representative to just do the safety checks on them yes. and make sure everything is, you know, every where everything should be and not falling off. So that worked out well. And we've already went on quite a few bike rides over here. Oh, yes. So um, so far we've pretty much done a. a Hermosa Beach to Manhattan and then to Redondo and back. Um, we've just completed the Culver City to Marina Del Rey Love trip that yesterday. One. That was a great one. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and we've also rode around locally as well in our neighborhood and mm-hmm. um, just trying to find some cool new spots and, you know, just 
enjoying the summer as mm. one should. <laughs> yeah, enjoying the nice hot, and I emphasize the word hot summer, but the bike rides are well worth it to say the least. And even getting some of the other supplies for the bikes as well, too. Like, we're going all in. We got the bike racks to go along with that as well, too, to attach it to the car. And then just little supporters and locks as well, too. And recently, we just got some lights for the mm -hmm. bikes as well, too. So for the front and for the back. So if you ever decide to ride at night, then other people will be able to see us. And hopefully, we won't get hit when we're riding our bikes. Yeah, and speaking of that, I, I'm actually hoping to get helmets very soon. That been wanting yeah. to get helmets for a while definitely so we need to be able to get some helmets so that's crucial so that's been what we've been doing recently i mean there's been plenty of other stuff that we've been doing for the past few weeks but mainly work and other activities that's been going on though but we missed you guys so we're hoping that you know and we were kind of debating if we were going to be doing an episode today but we just figured that you know what based on the numbers and just seeing how many listeners that are coming in we want to thank you guys because even if for the past few weeks we haven't came out with a new episode um we've been getting so many new listeners from across the united states and still around the world we're almost to about 400 total listeners which is incredible That's amazing so all of you thank you continue to spread the word share with your friends and your family and really this is a time for everyone to just get away from the realities of this world and just come have some malarkey time together like i don't know how else to put it though but we are just so thankful for it and you know this is something that we just do as a hobby you know we're not doing this to just get notoriety or get famous but we do this as a hobby just to have fun with this and yeah. so we thank you guys for tuning in and listening yeah, we we hope you enjoy it too we hope that you have fun listening to our little dose of malarkey and you know, hopefully it inspires you throughout your day. Just the little things. Sometimes you got to appreciate the little things in life. Definitely. And so with that said, too, um, we're going to do our very best to come up with some more episodes within the next coming weeks. I can't promise you that we're going to do a new episode next week. We'll look at our schedule, though. But we have some things that are coming up when it comes to... Um, you know, like I think for you, Shelly, you're going to go see your dad pretty soon. Yeah, I'm going to um, be out of town myself. I'm going to be an out of town. So this episode <laughs> might be very appropriate to do the out of towner ones. Wink, wink there. So um, again, we're going to do our very best. And I got to look at some conference dates that might be coming up. So I'm not scheduled for my job yet, though. But hey, you know, we'll see. I mean, there is one in San Diego that might be coming up at the end of September. <laughs> Obama might be there. So uh, that will be kind of cool. So we'll see. And it'll be in San Diego, so we'll see about that. So anyway, that's kind of the update about us. Let's get into the meat of the topic at hand. The star of the podcast, or should I say stars, Jack Lemon, the returning Sandy Dennis, and the movie review of Out, Out of, of Towners. Towners. Here we go. Movie review time. Shelly, I see that you got your vanilla ice cream ready to go for this movie review. Of course. Yep. Vegan, obviously. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the out-of-towners. And specifically, guys, we're going to talk about the 1970 edition. No, we are not going to discuss or even mention the 1990s version. I'm sorry, Steve Martin. I, I get it, you know, great actor, but the movie was garbage. Anyway, that's all I'm going to mention about that one. We are going to mm -hmm. talk about the classic Out of Towners. Uh, so to kind of give a little bit of a backdrop here, 
The Other Towners is a 1970 American comedy film written by Neil Simon, directed by Arthur Hiller, and starting Jack Lemmon and Sandy Dennis. It was released by Paramount Pictures on May 28, 1970. The film centers on the many troubles that George and Gwen Kellerman encounter as they travel from their home in the suburbs in Ohio to New York City, where George, a sales executive, has a job interview. And Shelly, I got to say this. You know, you introduced this movie to me. And at first, I knew nothing about it. Um, I knew who Jack Lemmon was. I had no idea who Sandy Dennis was. But I wanted to ask you, Shelly, how did you discover this movie? It's funny because my um, grandma actually introduced it to me. Um, and she still has the uh, VHS that she taped it on from oh, many nice. years back. And it's funny because when I first saw it, I think I might have been a teenager. I know I was not 20 the first time I saw it. Um, so I'm assuming I was in my teens. Um, I didn't appreciate it like I do now as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I don't know maybe if it's because over the years I've, um, you know, become a little more travel savvy or if, you know, I, I just relate better to it. But I, I could see the humor. I could appreciate the humor much better now because at the time, like as a little super grumpy teenager Shelly, I was yeah. like, oh, they're so dumb for not realizing this and that and the other. But no, this could happen to anybody. They, they, to, to begin with, they're such a simple couple. Yes. <laughs> Jack. Um, yeah. And I think that's what's so cute about them in the beginning. They're just so happy go lucky. They love their little suburban life. They got the kids, the dog, yes. the nice house. They got the All car. All of it. Um, they even got to park at the airport, like in the front row. They can we talk so... about that for a minute, though? <laughs> like, can we just talk about the airport setup, though? Okay. And I know, like, nowadays versus what things were back in the late 60s, even going to the 70s, where there wasn't that much security, there was less traffic. I mean, this is before TSA, for goodness sake. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want to be able to just go and park at an airport without worrying to have to pay. It didn't even look like they even had to pay for it. They no, just it parked like their they were car. Going to the library. <laughs> I know. It's like just park your car and just go inside. Yeah, just leave your car there. No one's going to jack it. So, I mean, that was one thing that I, when I immediately saw that part of the movie, I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to do that. You we can't do that. Life. You can't do that. Good now. life. Mm -hmm. Good life. This, and, such a simple time, like like a very easy, simple time. And you <laughs> notice too, when it comes to George, George himself was just so anxious when it came to just going to New York and even about the interview and just even assuring to his wife, Gwen, that like, hey, this is going to change your life. This is going to make things better. But he wanted to know for sure from Gwen, hey, are you happy about this? Like, are you sure? Are you, are you okay with what I'm doing here? But, I mean, your takeaway on that, because I know that there's a hidden theme and message behind this as well, too, right? Yeah. I mean, for George, like, I'm, I'm going to talk briefly about the character yeah, of George. Yeah. Like, he, he's definitely, uh, you know, the the husband of, he, he he's like the provider. You know, he's got a great job, and he's wanting the best for his family or whatnot. He's always, he was kind of like needling Gwen, like, yeah, we're going to be happier in New York, right? Not just happy, but happier. And he's happier. happier. And he wants everything to be perfect. And, you know, everything has to be done a certain way. And, yes. oh, yeah, let Gwen, let them take their bags. It's their job. You know, let yeah. check your bags. Yeah. 
Uh, and Gwen is like really cool, laid back, nice little yeah. housewife. You know, things don't really bother her. She's actually really flexible. You know, that's one thing I appreciated about her character. You know, she's pretty much like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll go with the flow. My husband's going to get this great job and we're going to yeah. move and it's going to be just perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what was your take like on um, George and, and Gwen on first oppression? Uh, well, first of all, when it came to George, George himself, I felt like with him that he is very insecure about himself and about the whole trip in general. But what he's trying to do is propose himself as like, hey, I'm a... I'm, I'm, I want to be the successful businessman. I want to be able to, like, as you mentioned, Shelly, I want to provide for my family. I want to just show that, like, hey, not just getting the job, but I matter, right? Like, I I feel important. I am important. And I felt like that was the impression. And then Gwen will kind of talk about her character development, which was something that I really liked throughout this movie. Oh, she where, has a fantastic character We'll get to that in a minute, though. But when it came to Gwen... You could see, and my first impression with her is like, okay, so she is a, a supportive wife. Anything that George does, Gwen's okay with. Yeah, she's super sweet about super it. Super sweet. And Sandy Dennis plays this role to a T. She does a great job with this. And again, we'll talk about the character development with her in a minute. But in the first sight of this, you see her as your typical supportive wife. And then we get to the trip itself. They're on the plane right now. Okay, so they get onto the plane. And, you know, they're talking about, oh, wait till we get to New York and all the great safe. And mind you, they didn't eat. And George made sure that both of them did not eat on the plane. Specifically because he had a special dinner reservation mm -hmm. planned in New York. And boy, was it going to be a good dinner. Or at least they thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. More on that in a minute. So they're on the plane. They come up to New York, they're above New York, and then here's the other thing I wanted to talk about. They could just go from one seat over to the other. We can't do that nowadays. Oh, no, no more. And and also another thing, too, the flights are wide open. Wide <laughs> open. Like, you could just get into a flight, no problem. Nowadays, oh, no, nope, we overbooked. Oh, no, nope, delayed. Oh, no, we're going to have to cancel the flight. Wide open. Like, you could just take any and spot. And there were no middle seats. There were only None. two seats. None. None at oh, all. They look cozy, yeah, They look really cozy. Probably not safe, but definitely cozy. Oh, certainly. So then we get to the part where, uh-oh, we're running into some trouble. We're having some bad weather conditions. Yep, the captain and, um, you know, Oh, God bless this man. You know, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming across a bit of a weather system here and some air traffic, you know, two in one. <laughs> so, and, you know, and poor Gwen, all she wants is a cup of coffee, you know. She just wants a cup she of wants coffee. She wants a cup of coffee. So, um, of course, George is like, no, no, we're going to get everything once we land. And, you know, you could wait. And then finally they're in the air for two hours. And he's like, oh, could I have some coffee actually? Oh, sorry, sir. We, can, we can't provide any more coffee. Coffee's all gone. But we're, we're circling. Can't you make some more? No. No. Okay. Now the actress, I forgot her name though, but the one who was playing the flight attendant, she has a very sketchy background. So, you know, sad story for her real quick. Uh, the actress, if you guys, and I highly recommend that you guys see this movie though, but the actress who is playing the flight attendant actually went to jail at the end of her life and died in jail. Yeah. Which is very sad. But I just wanted yeah. to point that out. So we're <laughs> going to continue with the review now. I just wanted to mm -hmm. little nugget right there. Uh, so yeah, so weather conditions. And then, you know, finally. You, finally, we get an answer. 
but it was an answer that George was not hoping for. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be diverting to Boston. New York Airport is now closed. And then George was like, you hear that? You hear that? We're going to be spending our night in Boston. And, you know. I have a 9 o'clock interview tomorrow in New York. And tonight I'm going to Boston. Yep, that very scene. And then they arrived to Boston. And boy, is it crowded. Um, And then I just hear American Airlines. I thought about you, Shelly, real quick. So (laughs) I was like, American Airlines. So I was like, okay, cool. But yeah, and they say no, like they, you know, they, George tries to come up with a plan to say, hey, you go get the baggage. I will to Gwen, you're going to go get the baggage. I'm going to go see when the next flight is going to be or what do we need to do to be able to just try to get to New York. So Gwen, as a supportive wife she is, she goes to the luggage area. And then George is trying to figure out, hey, okay, what's going to happen? Like, is, is there going to be another plane? What's going to happen? And then he figures out that, like, okay, no more planes. That's it. No, there's going to be no more planes flying into New York. But there will be a train that will take you from Boston to New York. So that's going to be the plan. And then as George, as soon as George figures that out, it's like, what? Come on, we're going to go to Boston. We're going to go. Through, we're going to go to New York through Boston. We're going to take the we're train. Go catch the train there. <laughs> and then, I don't know why I like this part. So it's it's kind of funny where they come across the cab driver. Yeah. And um, they arrive to the train station. And George is giving them a big bill, and you know, he, they kind of go back and forth with each other. They're like, oh, don't you have the change? I'll send it to you in the mail and yeah. all this other malarkey. Well, let's go back a little bit, though, uh, which I think the part where Gwen says I, they can't find the bags. Oh, right, right, like, right. they can't find they, the bags. They, they lost our luggage, and she's like, don't shout at me. And that is where the beginning of the character development starts with Gwen. Like, she oh, starts yeah. talking back to George. I'm like, here we go. There's something interesting here. Oh, yeah. No, because she, even though she is meek to begin with and quiet and very submissive, she's sweet. But the minute you cross her, oh, she she does have a few things to say. She does. Absolutely. And she told George, don't shout at me. Yep. I didn't lose the bags. That's your fault. Anyway, <laughs> no, it wasn't his fault, though. And then they meet the gentleman. They tried to talk about the luggage, and it was just like, nope, can't have the luggage. And then, by the way, the guy uh, who plays, like, the luggage claimer manager, whatever, though, oh, man, I think his name is D. Williams, something like that, but very known for the Star Wars series as well, too. Ah, so very yeah. prominent actor right there. Still around to this very day. Mm-hmm. Not little nugget there. Um. Okay, so we're going to go back to what you just said. So meet the cab driver. Big bill and no we're good. change. <laughs> no change. So, yep, no change. Mail it and then I'll oh, get the name wrong. That's the theme. And then let's say, you know, like, you know, George, and this is going to be a theme throughout the entire movie where he just says, I'm going to sue you. And <laughs> I'll sue you. I don't care if it takes all year. He's going to sue everybody. He's going to try and sue everybody. Yeah, he's going to sue everyone. And so they he's get on taking names down. <laughs> he's taking names down. You see it. So they get onto the train, they're hungry, they want to be able to get some food, and then they realize once they got were able to sit down, there's no food left. Basically, basically there was only like clam juice, olives, and crackers and a peanut butter sandwich. And then with the tonic water and the clam juice, it ain't cold. Nope. And what a combination it is. And 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 um George, poor George ends up swallowing an olive pit. <laughs> and then poor Gwen, she lost her eyelash. And then this is where the first of the oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. hold on. Let me see if I can play it up. Because that was the first disaster for Gwen. She lost her eyelash. She lost her eyelash. It was a disaster. And mind you guys, just to let you know, the oh my gosh. When you hear that in the intro, that is Sandy that Dennis. Is Sandy. And we were able to get that audio from the Out of Towners movie. 
And so this audio here. Oh my God. That one. That is from the Out of Towners. And <laughs> I got more audio coming soon from that. Um, so yeah, so that was the first time we heard of Oh My Gosh, because she lost her eyelash. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they were able to make their way and they were able to, and by the way, it started to rain in New York. And so they were just trying to go through the rain. They were getting soaked yeah, and stepping on trash, stepping on trash, which she broke, poor Gwen broke her heel, um, she broke her heel. Finally, they got to the hotel yes. only to find out it's three o'clock in the morning the next day. And they didn't call ahead of time to save the room. They didn't wire or call in. And you could just see George's face as oh, she just gets so obsessed. Man. And then he just wants to take his name now. What's your name? What's your name? I'm going to sue you too. And then I have a witness here. He was talking to Gwen. Gwen I have a is witness his here. witness. And then George is trying to pull Gwen to the side. He doesn't even know what to do at this point. Yeah. But he's trying to show a strong front. It's like, yeah, just because we're from out of town, that doesn't mean they get to pick us around. Pick us around. And this is when a stranger comes Oh, dear by. gosh. The stranger. Yeah, the stranger. Which, I hate to say it, I can't remember his name at the moment. But. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, the stranger. The stranger. Oh, hold on. Let me look yeah, it up. Look up let me, look, let me yeah, look it up. Hold on. Let me, let me look it up. Oh, man. What is his name? What is his name? Um, Murray. 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 Who is Murray. played by Graham Jarvis, who has appeared in a couple of episodes of Stanford the Sun as well, too. But a little funny note there, too. Yep. So Murray comes by offers to to provide him a cheap motel room down the street from the wardrobe Australia. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, something, are, like, something that. like that. Yeah. I'm not good with the hotel names. Um, you know. And and at first, rightfully so, George is suspicious. He's like, well, hey, wait a minute. I'm not going to pay you now. Waldorf Astra, something like that. Yeah. That's what it is. Waldorf Astoria. I know I'm botching But basically, that. it's a fake hotel. Yeah. Um. So any, anywho, um, yeah. So George is rightfully suspicious at first. He's like, well, I'm not just going to give you my money and then walk down there and find nothing. So Murray's like, oh, well, you don't believe me? No one trusts anyone anymore. Here, I'll take you myself. I got an umbrella. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, Let's they go. Down, they weren't even down the block. And Murray holds them up. And my tells God, them, my children. And, oh and my tells God. them. <laughs> <laughs> tells them. You know, give me all your money, go against the wall, don't turn around, keep moving. And they lost all the money. And Gwen, I'm sorry, this is where you were wrong. You had to tell him where the wallet was. Yeah. She was like, go, 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 no, go get his wallet. It's in his back pocket. It's in his back pocket. Please don't hurt my husband. <laughs> my gosh, my children. That's where that, my gosh, my children audio came in, though. And then next thing you know, it was like, you just see Gwen just pretty much giving up. She just sits on the trash. She's like, I just need a cup of coffee. Yeah, the poor thing hasn't <laughs> had her coffee yet. Oh, man. At like three o'clock in the morning. I don't know if I would want coffee at three o'clock in the no. morning. So then from there, they go to the police station and file a report. Um, Police offers to take him, I believe it's to like a, not like something like a shelter, not quite a shelter exactly. Yeah, it's like a um, shelter almost. I don't, they didn't, gonna be free like a Salvation Army or something like that. Yeah, where, like a traveler's aid or something. Yeah. But anywho, so on the way there, um, the cops are driving him there. Then they get a call that there's a, a, a burglary, burglary, ah, burglary, burglary. 
I can't say it. There's a robbery that's happening. There's a happening. robbery happening. I could say robbery. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Good job, Shelly. Um, there's a robbery going on. Um, the cops respond to it. They say, look, you, you know, you need to get out of this car. Otherwise, you're coming with us and it's a robbery. Yep. And George wants to sue the cops. And it's like, oh, my gosh. you're Good luck with that. So the cops get out to go respond to the incident. And then the burglars come in and steal the cop car with Gwen and George in it. Yep. Oh my gosh, we're getting kidnapped. Yep. Yes, they were. Yep, gun and pointing at them and everything. That's the second time in the movie they had a gun pointed at She's them. Louise. It won't be the final time, too. And so then from there, um, you know, they drop them off in Central Park and it's the middle of the night. They're going crazy. Um, finally, Gwen is like, you know what? Let's just sleep in the park. You know, they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and then her other heel broke, and too. And her other heel broke, too. She was just, the poor thing was just like despondent. She's yep. like, George, we have four pennies and nothing else to lose. Please. There's nothing else we could do. So they find a, a tree to go under. They sleep on it. And of course, of course. They got robbed. They got robbed again by another stranger, a guy with a knife under his And cape. he just ho hovering over Gwen and George. And she she's like, oh, my, my gosh. gosh. And then George wakes up. He can't find Gwen. He's looking around. And then you see Gwen come up. And then she has the Cracker, Cracker Jacks. Jacks. And then you see this giant Great Dane who looks like a Dalmatian, but a giant Great Dane that comes up. Stole the Cracker stole Jacks. The Cracker Jacks. <laughs> and then they're chasing after the Great Dane. And then she, Gwen has uh, George's shoes on the whole time, mm -hmm. looking like a little clown just running. <laughs> then the... Uh, Speaking of dogs, Coconut is sleepy right now. and He's he, having a dream. He's having a dream. He's making some sounds while sleeping. That's cute. He's probably barking in his sleep. Yep, probably. Barking at a cat. Shout out to Coco. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so speaking of which, the dog drops the, um, the, the Cracker, Cracker Jack. And then they're eating it. And then, you know what? It, it seems like at this point, this is where I'm like, okay, we're going... This is it. She lost it completely. And she just says, you know what? No, that's it. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, if you want to go to your interview, go ahead, go to your interview. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like eat your cracker jacks. Eat your cracker jacks. <laughs> By this point, I think George had already added the um because he found the the dog's leash. It had the owner's name on it. He wrote the owner's name to sue the owner. Yeah. Um, he he's gonna sue Cracker Jacks because he busted his tooth on one of the cracker jacks. Yep. Um, you know, and then, um, I mean, not to spoil the whole movie, but, you know, they eventually find their way out of the park and yeah. get to the city and, yeah. you know, then they go to a church to pray because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. I they, mean, just they, they just give up at this point. They literally give up at this point. They can't pray in the church because there's a, um, recording happening. So he's going to sue the church. He's so, going to sue the church so, and the producer, and the producer, as, producer well. as well. Yeah. And then they try to get onto the bus. Well, they don't have any money. So, so the bus kicks them off. They kick them off. Finally. And Finally, right? They and come across it. George just puts his hand. He steps in the middle of the street. He's like, stop. Help us. If you have any humanity in you, you will stop. You will help us. And luckily, the guy was nice enough to let him in. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah. You know, I'm from out of town, too. Here, I'll, let, I'll drive you. Yeah, I'm from Cuba. I'm from Cuba. And boy, oh, boy. What, what a protest. What a protest there was when they arrived at his Yep. Club. Eggs, tomatoes, and banging on the windows against the the government system of cuba what is the ambassador doing here yeah and even you know poor um 
George, he he's worried that his face is going to be shown in like in pictures. Oh no, they're going to associate me with with the Cubans and the when the Communist Party. Party. <laughs> and then yep, and then yeah. next thing you know, the cops come over and they're like, okay, we're going to wait. Wait a minute, didn't we see? What are you doing here? Like we just saw you yesterday, this morning, early this morning. Yeah. You know, it's, and they're crushing them. They're trying to get them to the car and. Poor Gwen, she's like, help, help, I'm blacking out. All these people are surrounding me. Yeah. Squishing her and stuff. And finally she gets in the in the cop car again. She's like, George, I'm gonna faint. I could tell. I'm really gonna pass out. And, and then and she's he, like, Yeah, sure, watch me. And then she passes out. And he's like, Great, great, she passed out. Yep. And then they're able to ride back into the hotel. And then George sees if they could try to check in at this point and then they, they have, ha a, room they have a room available victory even if it's the slightest victory it's a victory nevertheless so yeah. they were able to go into the room and oh, their luggage was found and sent to the hotel but, but then the problem was they don't have the key they didn't have the keys so george pretty much had to wear what he was wearing take a quick shower yep get a little bit of breakfast and then go to his interview yeah but then he got into the interview you know and then he came back and said hey i got the job i'm just gonna be twice the salary we get all the benefits and the perks and you know like the tickets to the giants game and blah 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 and next thing you know like this is where i felt like this is one of the more genuine moments in the movie because george asked gwen what do you think i said to them and then Gwen just says, I don't know, I was hoping that you could say no, or you said no, because you don't like the life in New York. You don't want we the don't life. We here. don't belong here. Yeah. We belong in Ohio with our children and our dog. And we have everything that we have in Ohio. And we don't want all the stress and the life in New York. And so we were we want to make sure that for our future, for my family, that I would be able to take what I have in Ohio and stay there. And then she, Gwen was like, I was hoping that you said that, George. And then, and I just paraphrased that, by the way. And it was so heartfelt, too. And then George was like, wow, that's funny because that's exactly what I said, word for word. And then you see them fly back onto the plane, yep. going back home. And, you know, finally, Gwen is like, George, can I please have some coffee this time? And he actually goes up to get the coffee. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Hey, can I get some coffee for my wife? And the guy there tells him to sit his butt down. He's like, sit down. I said, sit down. Oh, you sit down. This plane is being hijacked and we're going to Cuba. And then the camera turns to Gwen's face. Th like that, that face is a meme. Oh. Like just her poker face right there. She's like, you're joking, right? Yep. We're not doing this again. And, and then, then she's like, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. And, and that's the end of the movie showing the plane getting hijacked. So that is the Out of Towners 1970s movie with Jack Lemon and Sandy Dennis. Overall, what would you give Out of Towners if it were to be a grade? I give it an A. Like an it's a. just a classic movie. It's it's a great comedy. It's classic. Um, I love watching it when we go on our trips too. Oh yeah, that's almost like guaranteed. Like anytime that we're flying anywhere or going anywhere, we watch Out of Towners. Mm -hmm. That's like a new tradition it's that we a have. New tradition we have. We watch Out of Towners. It doesn't get old too. Nah. I I, I kind of would go on the same sentiment too. I'm gonna be. I'll say this. I'm gonna give it an A. I don't know. I feel like giving it more of an A minus. I think it is a classic, classic comedy movie. Jack Lemon, one of the greatest actors, in my personal opinion, of all time. 
Sandy Dennis, we did an episode about her. You could go listen to our previous podcast in the archives and just we you you'll just know why we love Sandy Dennis. So, but guys, we highly recommend that you take time to watch Out of Towners. I believe it's still on Prime, but if you don't see it on Prime, go buy it on Amazon for like five bucks. It's well worth it. It's well worth it. And I, I'm sure that you guys would get a nice little kick out of it, especially when it comes to a classic comedy like this one. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. So DJ, play us out with a nice beat. That will do it for this episode of the Malarkey Adventures with Jack and Shelly. We hope that you had some fun listening in on the movie review of The Outer Towners with Jack Lennon and Sandy Dennis. And for our next episode, we're going to surprise you guys. <laughs> we won't yeah. say what we're going to do, but we have something in mind that we hope that some of you like, especially from our generation. Hopefully you like this one. So make sure to listen in to all of the episodes that we have in the archive. You can listen in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Amazon Music, and Audible. And you can be able to check us out um, in so many different platforms. We are going worldwide, as we told you earlier, with our many listeners from around the world and across the United States that are listening in. Continue to share this podcast with your friends and your family members and let them know to come get your dose of malarkey. Have a great day. Tally ho! Bye.